I'm John Harrington. I'm John Regan. And I'm Jesse Moore. And the story about this show is it's the second episode of a podcast about parks and recreation called The Purdcast. Ah, so there we have it. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode two of the Purdcast, as we stated redundantly in that opening. Um, <laughs> we're here uh, talking about still the first season of Parks and Rec. We're going to be talking about episodes three and four. Episode three. Um, fuck, what is episode three? Oh, yeah, The Reporter. And episode four, The Boys Club. <laughs> so, yeah, should we just uh, get right into it? Talking uh, talk episode three? Yeah, first thing about episode three is... Uh it, the first line of the episode, I lost that bet I made last week about when Jerry says something, because yeah, uh, he had a line right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that whole Jerry never yeah. says anything in the first season of the show, that really went out the window very quickly. <laughs> um, nice job, John. Uh, you know, we do have a clip of that just to rub it in your face extra, so what's Jerry's first line? Okay, now see, here's a good example of a plant that you can't eat. See all the spikes? So two things. One, it's poisonous, and two, it would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, nature walk with jerry yeah. <laughs> i just love when she sticks that plant in her mouth why'd you let me eat that <laughs> i've told we totally got that clip too hit it johnny oh good like what we have here country honey suckle pawnee style what yeah take a look at that wow. it's pretty and it smells good mm, it smells yeah. great yeah, yeah it's mm. really nice oh oh Oh, that's bear. Listen, you don't need it. Oh, why did you let me eat that? I never told you to eat that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Jerry's got the best like delivery for like trying to explain away something. <laughs> I didn't tell you to eat that. He's <laughs> like, uh, a little more aggressive. It seems like. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, and he's um like competent in this episode. You know, he's not yeah. a, a bumbling goofball like he is in the later seasons. Yeah, he seems yeah. to know what he's doing. Exactly, he's just getting blamed for something that he didn't do, you know, right off the bat. Though. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah, I didn't look at it in that way. That way, yeah. just showing her country honeysuckle. He did not tell her to eat that. <laughs> Animals know not to eat that. Animals know not to eat the country honeysuckle. <laughs> I love that it's a preteen walkie hawk, and it used to be a teen, uh, yeah. you know, walking thing. But somebody got pregnant. God, <laughs> so that was I, I left that clip out. Just, just, come on. I don't even, you know, who was, who was running the hike then? Like, you know, How did was that it Jerry? <laughs> How did that happen? Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's a teen nature hike and somebody got pregnant. Seriously, who was running it? I, you know, <laughs> yeah. And not, you know. I want to know more about this. It sounds like a Degrassi episode, <laughs> which obviously interests me. A very special episode of Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, you know, I realized you know something that we should do for each episode is actually read like a synopsis because I realized last week whenever we did this, I managed to not mention like, oh yeah, they're building a park on it. Like we just, just went into talking hour. about people. Just a whole hour of I like this part. Yeah, I like this part too. Yeah, yeah this uh, part was funny. <laughs> this We're was great for an hour. Uh, so anyway episode three the reporter the uh, synopsis thanks to netflix while being interviewed about her park project leslie has trouble staying on message and mark only makes things worse 
Tom kisses up to his boss. <laughs> so, yeah, that's an apt description of the episode. Is this the origin of two things, I think, at least? Uh, Malway Tweep and the, the Diner? Yeah, first appearance yeah. of both Sean and Malway Tweep, who spells that, they spell that name remarkably weird. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, JJ's Diner, first time they go there, which apparently it's like the, the meeting place for Pawnee's, you know, political <laughs> elite or something. Like, no, no, yeah. no, it's, it's JJ's Diner. They have waffles. <laughs> I love you see I wrote I wrote down that you see Leslie eat twice in this episode and both times it's wa- both times it's waffles. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they established her uh, her love for breakfast food actually in the first episode and then uh, they came back to it. And yeah. That's been a nice consistent thread throughout the show. <laughs> you know, she she just yeah. loves breakfast food. <laughs> I mean, really though, she's not wrong. No, not at no, all. Breakfast I mean, food's the best. Yeah, I woke up this morning just with a hankering for waffles, and yeah. then was too lazy to make my own waffles. So, <laughs> so you just, you just sit there. <laughs> just had something else. Uh, now I was so pissed because I I watched these episodes after already eating lunch, and I wanted waffles so bad, but I just <laughs> ate. Yeah, there are no waffles to be had. Uh, you can make chicken and waffles for dinner. That's Ooh, the way oh my go. god, that yeah. those are so good. There's a place down here called Metro Diner. Oh yeah, and they have the best chicken and waffles. It's, yeah, I love yeah. that everybody's picked up chicken. The chicken and waffles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this episode, uh, Leslie decides to have a news reporter come and interview her about the park project, and um, yeah, you know, it doesn't go well. And then you know, it doesn't go well because she's apparently nervous and like bad at giving interviews. So she asked Mark to like do something to get rid of the reporter, and Mark. Being Mark, he gets rid of the reporter by fucking her. <laughs> uh, so, I'm kind of glad he ends up leaving the show. Yeah, he's a drag, man. He just seems like such a non-character. Yeah, like he's just you know, like we said in the last one, he's just kind of that like serious, uh, kind of jaded you know guy that the show just didn't need anymore. Yeah, like you know, he's just he's a drag in this episode. He, you know. He, I mean, whatever. I don't fault the guy for having sex with the reporter. Do your thing. Oh, no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. but then, you know, the way... And then I don't fault him for actually the way he responds to Leslie because she is being a total dork about it. Like, oh, for sure. It's yeah. come to my attention that you and, you know, Shauna had sex with each other. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's private. But then, you know, it, it's just... She's like, well, you know, I can't have this act, you know, this kind of a behavior from somebody on my subcommittee. He's like, all right, then I quit. You know, it's yeah. like... yeah. You know, okay, I get it. We're supposed to like care about this, but this is the third episode of the show, and it's like too early in the show to be mining it for like drama. Like, I don't care yeah. that they don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just felt like this was an episode that really highlights uh, Marcus being a douche. Yeah, completely. Uh, there's one line, and I think you made a clip for it, uh, where the reporter asks, like, well, you know. I'll go ahead and cut that stuff since we're romantically involved. Yes, that is play that because that's the just encapsulation of Mark being a fucking idiot. Okay, <laughs> well, since we're you know romantically involved, I won't print any of it. That's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. No, I wouldn't say romantically involved. You know, going forward. Oh my god. What? <laughs> that's good. Uh, he's just such you know, <laughs> like, selfish, fucking stupid behavior. Like, well, like what drives me nuts about it is going forward is one of those phrases you hear when a corporation fucks up in the issue of public apology. 
<laughs> it's like going forward, we're going to have a diversity advisor or something like yeah. that. Like that's not the terminology you use when talking about a relationship. With somebody. Trying to be a little, you know, politically correct with his terminology. Like, <laughs> make an action plan going forward with how we, you know, categorize our fucking. You know, I wouldn't say romantically. <laughs> like, can you imagine being on the receiving end of that? I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, God I, damn. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And just ugh. and to say that immediately after, like trying to smooth things over, you know, <laughs> we've gotten ahead of ourselves. Basically, you know, Mark sleeps with a reporter, and in you know, while they're together, he says a bunch of stuff that he thinks is off the record that she's going to quote for the article. You know, saying things like "the park is never, 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 never going to happen," <laughs> and you know, you should write a story about the sun falling out of the sky. <laughs> If we were a morning radio show, we like Ira and the Douche, we would have played that Taylor Swift song. So Mark says a bunch of stuff in bed that she tries to quote, which is not great. It, you know, from a journalism standpoint, you know, I was yeah. almost a journalism major. I, I edited the TCC newspaper for a couple of semesters. You don't quote things from people when you when they say them to you in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, yes, people feel great in the moments after having sex. Yeah. Not the best time to get a quote for your story. <laughs> yeah. I've um, also tried to picture did she have like a notepad nearby? Did she yeah. really get all those direct quotes? Like you know, she's like wiping herself up and just pulls, on out, a a, pulls out a notepad. <laughs> like, what was that you said? <laughs> I said you should write a story about leprechauns because they're more likely than this park. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I think the best thing about them two getting together was when, when Andy was like, who had sex? I called it. I bet he didn't use a condom. <laughs> play the old clip, John. Play that clip. <laughs> Is that the one titled Andy? Yes. Who had sex? That guy Mark and the reporter. Called it. I called that. You remember that? Yeah. He did, actually. He totally called that. Men and dogs. He's probably thinking with the head of his wiener instead of the head of his brain. Oh, God. Andy, come on. Men do that. It's disgusting. I bet he didn't use a condom. Andy, God. <laughs> I cut a lot of that just to make it shorter, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I love Andy in that scene. <laughs> Men and dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy's so good. He's great. You know, he was definitely more of a dick in the first season. You know, they, yeah. they lightened him up going forward, but you know, he was always still just the best. So. <laughs> I think we found a title for the episode, The Head of His Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the head of his wiener. Men do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> Men are dogs. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, and then otherwise in the second episode, in the third episode, uh, the second you know the subplot is uh, you know Tom playing online Scrabble with Ron and like intentionally losing, which you know just an utterly useless subplot. You know, almost <laughs> just fascinating for the fact that it apparently predates Words with Friends. Yeah, I mean, is that accurate? Did Words with Friends not come out because they were playing online Scrabble? Like, I think so. Yeah. Man. Unless unless they were talking about online Scrabble because they didn't want to pay words with friends. Yeah, true. So, but yeah, uh, yeah. So Tom is intentionally losing to Ron in online Scrabble, which apparently is how you kiss someone's ass. <laughs> um, and Ron is just like constantly gloating about it. <laughs> yeah, <he's... 
Yeah, that's the part that I don't understand. It's one thing when it's like Tom's trying to kiss his ass and losing on like Scrabble, but then Ron's just like, you know, Tom, you suck at Scrabble. <laughs> like you can't what? even spell vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> and that was so. He's like, "Oh yeah, uh, B E X." Uh, oh, don't know. It's like, you're an idiot. Uh, but yeah, so um, I'm really not sure of the point of that subplot. Besides, you know, like I don't, I don't understand the payoff. Like it's ultimately just Ron saying, "Like yeah, Tom's uh, he's a bad worker. I like that." Like, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> I think yeah, we have a clip for that. I'm not an idiot. I know Tom has been losing to me on purpose. But I like Tom. He doesn't do a lot of work around here. He shows zero initiative. He's not a team player. He's never one to go that extra mile. Tom is exactly what I'm looking for in a government employee. Yep, exactly. <laughs> there's, there's also the other clip um, that, you know, from them to, uh, when he's just fucking gloating at Tom about sucking at Scrabble. It's, I think, uh, labeled serious bitch. Tommy boy. Let me tell you something, Tom. You suck at Scrabble. I know. You're destroying me. You're worse than my ex-wife, and she's terrible at Scrabble. And she's a bitch. Look out, man. I'm going to get you one of these days. I'm practicing. Yeah, I doubt that. Her name is Tammy Swanson, and she's a serious bitch. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, you know, that almost redeems the whole thing, because it's the first mention of Ron's ex-wife, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, either ex-wife, Tammy. And just you know, I, it's it's so rude, but I think it's so funny that he just you know, insists on calling her a bitch like yeah, all the no, time. You could feel the hatred coming yeah. from him. <laughs> like, yeah, I truly hope I never feel that way towards uh, towards my wife. Is uh, yeah, something terrible must have happened to Ron in the past to just feel the need to call her a bitch at every possible opportunity. So yeah. Um. But yeah, so besides that, I mean, you know, what else is there about this? You know, any stray observations for the episode? There, there, um, there was that cool raccoon scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but that's yeah. more of a visual gag. Right. Yeah, and uh, actually, I cut that from the clip, but there is the clip of Leslie thanking Shauna for writing the piece about yeah. the, uh, the raccoon problem. Who left the door open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I love when they're introducing Shauna and they mention that she's a reporter for the what's the name of the paper? Just the Pawnee Journal. Pawnee yeah. Journal, and she holds yeah. up a copy of the Pawnee Journal that says like "Spring arrives" as a headline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, town with no news, <laughs> and Leslie says, "Yeah, it's kind of like our Washington Post." Yes, it's a newspaper. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's a very stupid comparison. Um. And There's the mural with the uh, Indian about to get shot with a cannon. Oh yeah, man. and that's the first the first time you see the fucking complete. Or wait, is it the first time you see the completely inappropriate murals? No, or, you see. I remember seeing episode? them in the first episode. Yeah, okay, but yeah. you know, just the you know, I love just. There's always you know another mural and another explanation, and they're just so fucking awful. <laughs> um, did I give you that mural clip? Yes, you did. I am always amazed at his quiet dignity. Right before he's killed by a cannonball. I'm surprised no one's complained about this. Oh, tons of people have. Yeah, <laughs> we get letters every day. <laughs> oh yeah, love love that. But uh, yeah, um, I, I also love um, when Leslie's nervous about giving the interview, and somebody asks, like, "Well, what about that? You know, middle school newspaper you interviewed with?" And she responds, "That was a smear job." <laughs> <laughs> 
That's really good. <sighs> it just goes to reinforce what we saw in the pilot episode where, like, Leslie is doing the least important things possible and, yeah. you know, taking them somewhat seriously and also, like, being incredibly offended by them. <laughs> Middle school it, newspaper smear job. <laughs> I guess that's the other thing that's, like, weird about this episode, you know, because they're really trying to make the Leslie and Mark, like, romantic thing. I mean, I don't know what they're trying to make it because, you know, she's just weirdly, like, fawning over him and... You know, then, you know, she's just spending the whole episode jealous or or not the whole episode, but like after she finds out that Sean and Mark have sex, she's just she ruins the interview because she's just like something. Yeah. (laughs) How big is how big is what? You know what? You know, you tell me. I don't know. A hundred something. (laughs) Just she gets shitty and it's like, okay, well, jealousy is a terrible fucking color for Leslie. Like, yeah, she's the worst. Yeah, that really I'm glad that didn't uh, didn't stay around. Glad Mark didn't stay around. And I'm glad her, you know, being, uh, I don't know, some kind of jealous, jilted lover didn't stay around. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a great uh, not a great look. Yeah, Leslie is way better as like the strong, independent woman than the. Yeah. Yeah. Then the type to get jealous over somebody having sex with somebody else. Like, yeah. The total dork that she is for uh, <laughs> you know, to Mark. But yeah. Um, I bet. So- I bet Mark didn't use a condom. It'd be God. I mean, Tom said it himself. He goes, "Man, that dude has stuck it in some crazy chicks." <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's aware of uh, Leslie and Mark's involvement, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Be, yeah. It's also be pretty funny if she, he just knew that, like, man, that guy, he's stuck <laughs> in crazy chicks, like you. <laughs> That's his Leslie, you so crazy. <laughs> I have a uh, clip, I think, that applies to this. It's titled Insane Lovemaking. Oh, Is yeah. That, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, go for it. Now, should I give her a tour How of the How many discussion questions do you have there? Um, 30. Wow. You're insane. You're insane. <laughs> Mark and I made love once. And it was very intense. <laughs> See, and that's the problem with just, they're trying to just, like, fucking insert things into this episode. It's like, well, that didn't so matter. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like they're hanging out talking about what they should do about the reporter, and then you know she just offers up the information. Mark and I made love once. <laughs> you know, like, okay, you know that's weird. You know, she, that also wouldn't be the kind of thing she would keep you know keep doing going forward. Just offering up completely unnecessary uh, asides or sides to the story. But that's because they got rid of Mark, thankfully, <laughs> and and by the end of the first season, they even get rid of like the fucking possibility of them having a romantic subplot. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert for the last episode, you know, he fucking tries to lay one on her and then falls into the pit. So <laughs> awesome. Did you did you guys already talk about like how the show is like sometimes it's a documentary and then sometimes is it like always a documentary? Like how is that? Like I mean they everything the, they do that you see is being filmed for this documentary. Right, exactly. That's or the whole is it thing. just when they talk to the camera? That, you know, it's it's never uh, never really made clear. Kind of like it was on The Office until the final season. They don't have, you know, you never see, like, equipment or things yeah. in the background. But, like, in the first season, they definitely kind of more acknowledge the camera, like, you know, play right into it and stuff like yeah. that. But, you know, I think as the show went on, they kind of dropped that and just kind of kept the talking head interviews. But then, yeah. you know, just kind of let it be a sitcom. Okay. So first season's more like a documentary, you know. 
I think they kind of smoothed that out going forward, which is good because as the office wore on, they really fucking kind of ruined that whole just construct. Like, yeah, you know, with the fucking reveal, of, you know, who makes a documentary and then has documentary crews still filming the documentary as people are seeing advertisements for the documentary coming out. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. the office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like we're going to rename the podcast to fuck the office. Yeah. <laughs> Bird task. You know, subtitle, fuck the office. Fuck the office. Jeez, I feel like that. all the shows that started in the mockumentary format, like most of them, you know, evolved to where it's really just a sitcom with the occasional talking head segment. Yeah, uh, no, same thing like Modern Family. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to say, Modern Family did the same thing. They initially were very, like, it was a mockumentary, but then, like, nowadays, yeah. no, it's just everyone says it's talking head segment. Yeah, well, they should fucking cancel that show, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only show we like is Parks and Rec. <laughs> Fuck everything but Parks and Rec. <laughs> I like a lot of shows, but, you know, fucking Modern Family's in its seventh season. That bitch ran its course a long time ago. <laughs> like, all those kids are growing up, and they're, you know, they're just not great. Yeah. Anyway. This is Parks and Rec podcast. I have I have another note about this episode. Go for it. Which is I love that Andy fell in the pit because he got drunk and saw a toaster and won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's also a perfect segue, you know, into you know his like dickish moment for the episode of like you know, and it's like, oh, you didn't tell me you were drunk. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. And they like start getting into it, and he's like, oh, <laughs> they like, gave you so you anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's like, he's just like, oh, like, you're so perfect. You're on the pill and you drink all the time. Leslie's trying to reach for the tape recorder and shut it off. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, oh, God. It's just, you know, uh, that, that's a pretty good scene. Like, and yeah, yeah it's a good episode. I it's think It's so in keeping with Andy that, you know, he would fall down a pit trying to get a toaster. <laughs> and John asked about, like, why would you go into a pit to get a toaster? And he just kind of shrugs it off. Like, <laughs> In that same scene, we also learn another band name, Three Skin, formerly yeah, Four yes. Skin. <laughs> band already changed names. Yeah. <laughs> Leaving band practice, my band, Three Skin, formerly Four Skin, had some, you know, had a falling out with our bass player. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in a couple episodes, there's just the thing where he rattles off all his band names. I love that shit. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, anything else on, uh, you know, on episode three, the reporter. Um, yep. Pretty the Mexican burrito scene was kind of funny. Oh yeah, Leslie explaining her being jealous yeah. for having food poisoning for eating a non-Mexican burrito. <laughs> <laughs> we better not have Mexican. Why is that? Yeah. It was a burrito. Was it a burrito? Oh, oh. <laughs> it wasn't a Mexican burrito. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so all in all, a, a pretty good episode. Just you know, still finding, still the show finding its voice. So, um, yeah, I think uh, are we moving on to episode four, Boys Club? Yes. Oh, the Boys Club. <laughs> I love the opening scene with dog poop fights. Dude, the dog poop yeah. is fucking epic. Because <laughs> <laughs> God, it's yeah. <laughs> they're driving there and they're explaining what's going on and you're like nah that's you know that's gonna be funny and then tom just sees it actually happening it's like nah i'm not <laughs> dealing with that you know <laughs> he just goes and like, sits in the car <sighs> and yeah just you know leslie using the trash can lid for a shield and then just getting into it like <laughs> a bag of dog poop like hits her right in the tit and she's just like oh that's it <laughs> like, <sighs> 
you know, and I mean, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to say it, but that does sound kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, if like there was pretty good, you know, chance of you not getting dog poop on you, yeah, then maybe. You know? If those bags were real thick, you know, like yeah. you could just smell it. Like if you just get it with a stink bag, <laughs> like feel the warmth, you know, shit. <laughs> then yeah, dog poop fight <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, I, I know it's a you know constructed you know situation for a sitcom, but like, when are eight kids gonna be in a park together, all slinging dog poop at each other? Like, you know? yeah, especially now. <laughs> like, you know, what are eight kids doing outside at once? That doesn't happen. They'd all be looking at their phones. Well, the <laughs> like, this yeah. was a different time. This was two thousand nine. Yeah. You know. You know, there well, wasn't words with friends. There were it, smartphones. We had those. Hmm. But you know, but they weren't to the extent they were now. No. Yeah. Kids would still go outside and fling dog shit at each other. So, you know, just those were the days. Just like their fathers days. before them. <laughs> <laughs> My daddy flung shit. His daddy flung shit. Exactly. You come from a long line of shit flingers. Shit son. flingers all the way down. <laughs> Since Pawnee, you go outside with them boys and you fling that shit. <laughs> it definitely seems like a Pawnee thing to do. Oh, there's so many things that are just a Pawnee thing. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so odd that people simultaneously like just don't care about things like the parks, but then you know they'll go to the park and fling dog shit at each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, the Netflix synopsis for Boys Club. Leslie tries to make her way into the old boys club of politics, but quickly faces a tough ethical choice. Andy has a secret plan to surprise Anne... <laughs> they make that sound so like much more than it is. Yeah, Andy cleans the house. Yeah, cleans, which is funny. You yeah, know. yeah, because guys... he plays Mario Kart. I wrote that down. I was like, he was playing Mario Kart. Oh yeah, and in the clip we played from him, you know, saying like, you know, that Anna Mark had sex. He's sitting there on the couch playing Wii Tennis. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Because he's, uh, I love that. But yeah, Nintendo's he's got the Wii wheel and everything. I'm like, oh man, 2009, the. Golden age of the Wii. I believe he was playing as Toad, too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so. You know, good ear. I should have pulled a clip for that. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The Boys Club episode, I don't really... I mean, yeah, I guess it's, it's again, just you know an example of Leslie taking herself too seriously or just trying to make something out of the government that's not there. But it's like, okay, she wants to be in the Boys Club, which, you know... It's just a bunch of guys hanging out having beers after work. Like, <laughs> it's not serious. Like, why? You know, they they all you know they let her come hang out with them immediately, and you know she's like built it up into something that it's not. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, that kind of makes the whole episode a little uh, pointless. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and then there's the whole thing with uh, not being able to accept gifts. That makes the return because mm. she opens up a basket of wine and cheese to hang out with the boys. And then, you know, fucking dreads the disciplinary hearing over it. It's like, okay, yeah. You know, there's there's fun ways to make shows about, like, government proceedings, and then there's, like, this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, so. I do like how, when they're talking about accepting gifts, Tom talks about, um, you know, not being corrupt, and he basically eventually compares himself but, to but, Superman. Yeah. But I sent you. Yeah. Central Parks and Rec business. Just need to grab a quick hot dog. Sorry about that, little girl. You can have the next one. I have a moral code, and I never violate it. People look at me, and they say, Wow, Tom, you are so pure. You're like a brown Superman with a beard that just stands for justice and truth in the American way. 
<laughs> yes. And that is good. He talks about not being corrupt, and they just show him flashing his ID to get in line and get a hot dog. <laughs> like, uh, it's right in line with Tom from the first uh, first episode, you know, trying to, you know, be a sleaze and accept gifts. And it's also like the lowest, you know, it's like the least amount of power that could possibly go to someone's head. Like, <laughs> Parks Rec business, give me that hot dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think the best part in this episode is when Tom is uh, giving Leslie the fake questions. Yes. And he's asking her if uh, about the half Ron, half animal, like a centaur. You know? <laughs> Have you ever had a sex dream about Ron Swanson? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wrote that he goes from wine to sex in three questions during that deposition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's just also in line with kind of what Tom was doing in this first season. He was just there to fucking antagonize Leslie. Like, you know, he's funny and, you know, I guess they eventually make everybody kind of more friendly towards each other. But yeah, he just fucks with her the whole time. You know, so yeah, it's we, good. We get to see April drunk on YouTube. Yes. Version. And and the uh, early on thing where she calls her sister, <laughs> pick up, yeah. you know, come pick me up or I'm going to draw all over your jeans. <laughs> <And> just <laughs> down to her, just covering the jeans and markers. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Also get to see naked Andy on crutches. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the whole Andy, you know, Andy's plan to surprise Ann, like, you know, the cleaning the house thing, that's, that's sweet. But then his fucking giving himself a bath in the yard. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's so my parents their cleaned dog. their dog. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I uh, washed and, my shorts too. And you get a reappearance of uh that fucking guy Lawrence, you know. Just yeah. this episode solidifies that that guy Lawrence is like totally a dick and Andy's probably just, you know, not being unreasonable around him like Yeah. You know, yes, it's weird that Andy is, you know, taking a bath, you know, in a kiddie pool in in his yard, but he's in a fenced in yard and he's yep. just hanging out listening to fucking just like easy music. And that guy just like walks into his yard and steals his boombox. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> Give me back! I just put, just put like eight batteries in that thing. Twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it was twelve batteries. Oh man, I I miss the days of fucking boomboxes. It's <laughs> so easy with fucking iPhones and headphones now. Like oh, the boombox, it's a it's a lost art. Our rechargeable Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, those things. But yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, Andy fucking naked crutching his way down the, <laughs> down the street. You know, I can't remember the name of the guy he passed. It's like, Yo, go back inside. Hank. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> go back inside, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, just solidifies that guy Lawrence as like the neighborhood just fucking dick. He steals the boombox and then like literally taunts Andy with it as he's chasing him naked down the street on crutches. Like, <laughs> all right, Lawrence. <laughs> I love before that, though, it's all part of the cleaning process when... Andy is throwing the bags of trash into the pit, and the yes. camera pans right. And there's another neighbor doing yeah. the exact same anyway, thing. Give him the, the morning wave. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Uh, yeah, just uh, just an example of how Pawnee cares about uh about yeah. its environment. Like <laughs> just fill the pit with garbage. Uh, but yeah, um, so yeah, I mean the boys' club thing just kind of fell flat for me. Um, because, like I said, uh, Leslie just kind of imbues it with an importance that's not there. And so, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, I don't know. What else uh, What else we got on this episode? Well, it's, there's. I should have brought this up when we were talking about the sex dream bit. But I forgot to mention, I wrote down Tom's question of, you know, is he some type of centaur? 
Is he covered in Powerade? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, they just let Aziz just improvise, like, everything he did on the show at this point. Like, mm. so... I'm pretty sure they just ran the cameras and tried not to fucking laugh at each other yeah. long enough to get, like, some usable stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but, yeah. How many sex parties have you had in the last year? Zero to six. I'm going to write zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like the opposite of slut-shaming. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <yeah>. Prude-shaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. But uh, I do like how this episode lets Ron shine when he uh, steps up for Leslie at the end during the whole yep. uh, like meeting or whatever. Oh yeah, no, it's it's perfect because it's you know it's Ron simultaneously defending Leslie and you know saying fuck you to the government. Like, yeah. But I yeah. love he says like this is not China. You can't make her whip herself. You can't make her wear a hair shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Uh, did we fucking, you know, we really should have done some research into this. Like, you know. On hair shirts. Yeah, hair shirt. <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, well, if you Google hair shirt, it's a noun. A shirt made of hair cloth formerly worn by penitents and ascetics. Huh. So it's some kind of fucking, you know. Weird. austere form of punishment jeez so Ron uh, really knows his history you can't make yeah. somebody wear a hair shirt uh, good and you can't uh, do you think they made them do that because it's itchy like I, that's what I assume yeah I assume it's an itchy torture suck. device yeah just uh, you, you fucked up here put on this really itchy shirt uh, <laughs> it's so weird but, you know, good job, Ron, on the deep pull of hair shirts. <laughs> and I, I love that also leads up to him describing his perfect form of government, which is one man sitting in a room deciding who we nuke next. <laughs> and, and he'll be decided by some kind of, like, uh, quiz or maybe an athletic thing, like a decathlon. And then the part I wrote down, um, and women are brought to him, maybe, when he desires them. <laughs> Oh, it's so good, fucking yeah! They, you know, they were really starting to firm up Ron. They they had already gotten rid of the picture of Bobby Knight in his office, and you know, it's like, all right, yeah, Ron's not the weird basketball obsessed guy from the first couple episodes. <laughs> you know, he's the guy that hates government and knows about hair shirts, and <laughs> yeah, just wants the wants the government run like Chuck E. Cheese or not at all. Uh, but yeah, so. I guess the whole episode is Leslie trying to take a stand against the idea of boys clubs. And, yeah. You know, she does that at the, uh, at the, <laughs> we like, should, whatever. I'm sorry. Hold on. on. I, I, have, I have a genius idea. We should make the logo for this episode. Like it's an ad to buy a hair shirt. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't think you can buy a hair shirt. <laughs> I Where think can you, I buy a hair shirt? Yeah, I think sure. you can. I just think there's a lot of questions you got to ask yourself if you're doing it. Like, it's true. Yeah, it, well, yeah. If you click on, if you click on shopping after googling hair shirt. The, the first thing that comes up is a shirt with just a silhouette of Bernie Sanders' hair and glasses. So, oh wow! Okay. I think they've missed the point. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not uh not the hair shirt I'm looking for. Looking for the, the hair shirt that you wear for atonement. 
<laughs> to pay for your crimes. Such a fucking weird thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, you know, anything else on uh, on episode four? Fucking boys club. You know. I also like uh, Lizzie describing, you know, you know, she's like, well, the whole reason, I, at the end, she's talking to Anne, and Anne's like, why did you even do this? And she's like, well, I did it for a guy, you know, and she says, Mark and I, we had a brief affair in February 2004. Oh, yeah, she brings that <laughs> shit up again, like, you know. Ugh. But I like how it progressively he goes further further back. Brief affair in February 2004. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's accurate. It was about five years ago that yeah. you know that sticks with the timeline. But yeah, I mean, they just need to fucking drop that. Um, and yeah, I was tra- I was gonna say, uh, you know, with Andy and fucking Lawrence, uh, when the guy comes steals the boombox, he says, "I asked you nicely," and Andy's like, "You did not ask me nicely." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and he gets up and he's got two garbage bags wrapped around his legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, the crutches, the garbage bags, the fucking you know, just the dot over the penis. The whole the whole shit <laughs> sequence is fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, and then, um. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't know. Still in the still the first season of the show, so you know, just not a whole lot to really get into. It's uh, you know, like a, like we've said, not as bad as I remembered, but still finding its voice. There's a few chuckles. Yeah, no, you know, there's some chuckle worthy stuff, but you know, there's also just kind of like you know, some fucking shrug worthy stuff, yeah. where it was just kind of like I said, like for the third episode, just trying to like mine fucking drama out of these characters after just the third episode. Yeah. You know, I don't care about Leslie's affair with Mark. In fact, I, I wish she'd stop bringing it up. You know, yeah. there's some <laughs> like, real head scratcher moments of this episode too. Like I'm yeah, still go- trying to figure out how you incorporate being covered in power right into sex. Like I still <laughs> don't know. <laughs> dream about making love to him on a couch shaped like his mustache. <laughs> Is he covered in Powerade? Like, <laughs> uh, there's, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of questions. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't know. There's just, you know, not a whole lot to get to on this one. So I think we should wrap it up, and we'll uh, we'll be back better than ever next week for. Uh, Episodes five and six, which you know they're both uh, both getting into funnier territory. You know, episode six one. is where uh, you know where it's you know I don't know. I really feel like like I said before, the show finds its uh, finds its form because you know gotta love the rock show. Yeah. So well, we'll be looking forward to that. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Parks and Rec Pod. Um, find us at our website, bakeamawaytoys.com, for this and also our other podcast, Game That Tune, the video game music guessing game, and the currently defunct Chief Pigum pop culture podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, John, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, JP Regan JR. Well, yeah. Jesse, where can we find you? At Sega underscore legend. Yep. And you can find me at jgangsta187. And yeah. Uh, the story about this episode is it's over. Sweet.